Okay, good morning, everybody. So we're going to start from the two dots that are about eight lines up from the Mishnah on the bottom of Chafal from the base. And the Gemara says as follows, the Chazara, and then we'll try to cover a little bit of new ground today. Um, and Bez Hashem Yitzchak and Siyat for week two of our Kina Masechta program. Amar of Shimon Maisa B'Tevi Avdei. So the Mishnah uh, mentioned a story about Tevi Avdei. Tevi, his slave, that uh, was so smart his that he knew that he's allowed to sleep underneath the bed in a sukkah, even though the average person who's fully chayim is not allowed to do that, which seemed to indicate, again, that uh, the general person cannot sleep under a bed inside a sukkah, but only Tevi, who is a slave, was allowed to do such a thing. Tanya, Amr of Shimon, From the conversation, the sicha of Rama Gamliel, Lamanu, we learned, Shnei two things. Lamanu, Sha'avadim Petur We learned that Avadim are exempt from the midst of the sukkah. And we learned that someone who sleeps underneath a bed, did not fulfill his obligation. Those are the two things we learned from that story. And they want to ask a very simple question. Why do we say from the sicha which means the conversation, say it straightforward from his words. He said words. You know, he had a statement that he made. So why do we say it should say So answer the Gemara, Milsa Agav It's a matter that's being learned by matter of way, agav, derech agav, as they say in Hebrew, is that we learned a second point over here from the fact that it was just a conversation. What are we learning here? Ki ha da'amar of Achabar Yaakov is like that which Rav Achabar Ada said, v'amri la amar of Achabar Ada, amar of Himnuna. And some say Rav Achabar Ada said in the name of Himnuna, Amar Rav, in the name of Rav. Again, we're always particular to say quotes in the names of who they came from, which is directly relevant to the Antiv of Purim, because that's the source of the idea of Kola Umr Davar B'Shem Amro, maybe it's a Geula. Anyone who quotes things from its source doesn't take credit to themselves to bring the Geula. And we know that from the story of Mordechai and Esther telling over the news to Akashverosh. And so do we are just an Agav I'm mentioning to you that it's always important to get the source of where things came from. But what do we learn? What's the lesson they taught us? From where do we know that even the casual conversations of Tamir Chachamim are worthy of our analysis to learn lessons from? The Pasuk says that their leaves will not wither. And as Rashi says, the leaves of the tree are the rather insignificant parts of it, but even those will not wither, and so too the leaves of Tamir Chachamim, which is a reference to the casual conversations, there's a lot of lessons you can learn from it, and again, it's a major concept we believe in in, in terms of Shemesh Tamir Chachamim, is not just the shirim that they give, not just the uh, actual advice directly that they give, but just the conversations, the way that they talk to each other, the nuances how they talk to each other, the ashkafas that come out of how they say things, and when they say things, uh, you can learn from that, and that's why we say over here, not just from the words of Ramlil, but from the sicha, you know, just the way that he spoke, we picked up on a couple that we would not have known otherwise. Okay, Zakti Mishnah. Okay, so back then it was more common to have four post beds. Um, and again, so therefore, if you have a four post bed with a frame on top of it, it's very easy to turn your bed into a sukkah. Just add walls all around it, add some schach on top, and voila, you have yourself a sukkah. Our mission is going to talk about is that a kosher sukkah or not. Someone who supports his sukkah, kare is the Aramaic word for feet, with the feet hamita of the bed. Kshayra, the Allah is that it's kosher, says the Tanakhama. Rabbi Huda, Omer Rabbi Huda says, Im psula. He says, no, if it cannot stand on its own and it needs the bed to support it, I'm sorry, it is not kosher. Like we had in the first mission of the parak, Tanakhama holds that if you support your sukkah by a bed, it is kosher. And Rabbi Huda says, no, if the only thing that's holding it up is a sukkah, it is not kosher. Is The bed is not kosher. Says the Gemara, what is the reason for Rabbi Huda being so machmer? 
My time with Rabbi Yehuda. What's the rationale of Rabbi Yehuda that he's machmer? Pligi bar Rabbi Zera, Rabbi Abba bar Mamo. It's a machlekes Rabbi Zera and Rabbi Abba bar Mamo. Chad amar b'pnei ain la keva. One opinion is is the reason why it's not good is because the sukkah has to be a bit more substantial. And being that if you build it on a bed, it's movable. It can go from place to place. It's not substantial enough, and therefore it's not a kosher sukkah. The other one says the reason why it's not kosher is because you cannot support your sukkah with something that is a kli. And the kli, it's the vessel that can become tamay, you cannot support it. Again, to clarify, we know for sure 100% your schach itself cannot be something that can be tumah. You cannot use kalim for your schach. You cannot use a ladder for your schach, for example, because that's a kli. So the question is, can you support your schach with something that's a kli? And according to this understanding of our Behudah's Bimachmer and our Mishnah, the reason why it's Bimachmer not to use a bet to support the sukkah, the schach, is because it is a kli that's possible to become tamay. So again, machlokas is the reason why the bed is no good because it's not permanent and it's not substantial enough, or is the reason why a bed is not good is because of the fact that it's able to become tamay. My benayu, anytime you have two opinions, you have to know what the nafkamina is, what's the difference between those two opinions. My benayu, what's the difference? Says the Gemara, kigon shenoat shipudim shel barzel. You drove into the ground. Noat means you drove into the ground. Shipudim shel barzel. Metal spits, metal poles. Vesike chaleim, and you put schach on top of them. So again, let's speak out why that's a nafkamina. The Gemara is going to say it. Lemanda amar lefisha ein lakeva. According to the reason that says the bed is no good because it's not permanent, hari yesh lakeva. A metal framed sukkah that's driven into the ground is permanent, and therefore that should be good. But according to the opinion that says that the bed is no good because it's a kli, and it's able to come tamay, putting on the metal spits, putting on the metal poles, it is possible to come tamay, and it would not be good. So therefore, we came out with a nafkamid between the two opinions of why the bed is no good, and it plays out as a nafkamid in the metal frame sukkah that actually is permanent. Question: uh, uh, The bed is obviously considered a cleat here. Yeah. Why, why is the bed? Uh, is that is that just something? Anything that's pre- that's made is considered anything that's a formed and has a cleat keyboard, which means that you're able to support things on it. Okay. So let's say I always say like a baseball bed is not a cleat, even though it's formed into a shape, it doesn't hold anything on it. Okay. So, so that's yeah. That's, so where they're driving the things into the ground, that's also part of the bed. So, the, well, the the metal spits thing is nothing to do with the bed. Is that we're learning a lesson from the bed case? The bed could be usher for one or two reasons, either because it's not permanent or because it's a kli. So we said, so what's the nafkami? What's the difference between the two opinions? We said, let's go to a different case of nothing to do with beds, just metal framed sukkahs that are driven into the ground. Is that good or not? If the reason why the bed is no good, then the, is because it's not permanent. Well, this is permanent, so it would be good. If the reason why the bed is no good is because it's a kli, well, the metal case is also a kli. It's also able to become tummy metal pieces, and therefore um, it would not be good. And that's a so, by, by metal. metal uh, yeah, is me, metal kalim, yeah, metal kalim are totally different. Yeah, exactly. Pshute kli, it's wooden things that have to be made into a, like a receptacle, but the metal things are much more susceptible to tumma. So says the Gemara, I'm going to give you a case where everyone would agree it's okay. Amar, four lines to the bottom, last word. Amar Abaye, lo shanu ela samach. This that we said in our Mishnah, a bed is no good, is if you actually rest the schach directly on the bed. Samach, it's supporting it. It's being somech on it. But if you put schach above a bed, and I'll explain what that means in a second, it's going to be kosher, which would mean as follows. Let's say, I'm not sure why, unless you know this halacha, you have your bed, the bed has walls around it, and you learn the halacha, you cannot rest the schach on top of the bed. But you want it to be kosher. So what you do is, you build a frame over the bed, 
and you lay the schach on top of that frame. Let's say it's a wood frame, and therefore it's okay to rest the schach on top of it. So again, you're using the bed as part of your sukkah, but the schach itself is not resting in the bed, it's resting on a frame that's over the bed. We can check the pictures to see if there's anything in the back over here. Yeah. Maybe that'll maybe that help you. Um, I don't know if there is a picture or not. They have, they have on there. Page Chavtes. Okay, there you go. See, page Chavtes, um, the last picture on the page, picture of Zion, it just has a, has a frame. Again, there's a frame over a bed. So the walls of the bed are strong, and uh, you see what's going on over there? So that's fine, because it's not resting on the bed itself. It's resting on the extra frame that is there. So it says the Gemara. Everyone agrees that case is Ksheira. Why? My taima. What's the reason why? Second to last line, first words. Lamanda Amr Lefisha in the Keva. The according to the opinion says the reason why you're resting on a bed is no good because it's not Keva. Hari Yesh Keva. This is permanent. It's on that frame. And Lamanda Amr Pnei Shemamida B'Davar Mekabel Tumei. According to the opinion says that a bed is no good because it's a kli and it's able to come Tumei. Hari Ein Mamida B'Davar Mekabel Tumei. You're not supporting by something that's Mekabel Tumei. You're supporting it by the wooden frame that's driven into the ground, but that's not a receptacle like a bed is, and therefore you would be allowed to do that particular case. So that see, it's the, the, there. It's on the bed itself. There, it's over the bed. If you look closely at that picture, there's a frame. There's a there's a wooden frame that was built over the bed that you're using the walls of the bed, but it's being rested on the metal frame. So, for the walls, but the actual schach itself is not resting on the walls. Okay, very good, excellent. Let's get some new material in um, to cover a little bit extra ground. Okay, so new Mishnah on the top of Chav Bezim and Aleph. Sukkah Hamidduv Lelis. A Midduv Lelis Sukkah, which I will not define yet because the Gemara itself will have a machlok as what that means, but a Sukkah that's Midduv Lelis. Vishet Silsa Merub Mechamosa. And that which has more shade than sun. And again, I will do some foreshadowing here. The Gemara itself will have a machlok as do those statements go together? Are those two separate halachas? Again, first statement is a sukkah medulalis, and the second halacha is more shade than sun, or is it that a sukkah medulalis is a sukkah that has more shade than sun? We will discuss that soon in the Gemara, but that is how the mission starts off. That case, is kshera, is kosher. Another case, ha-mu'uva kimin bias. The word mu'uva means thick. It's mu'uva kimin bias. The schat is so thick, it's almost like a house. It's almost like the roof of a house. Even though it's so thick, you cannot see the stars from within the sukkah, it is kosher nonetheless. So again, we either have three cases in our Mishnah or two cases in our Mishnah. Sukkah meduvalas, silsam rubik hamasa, are kosher. And then meuva kimimbais, if it's so thick, it's like the roof of a house, uh, it's going to be kosher as well. And now, like I mentioned to you, the Gemara is going to start off asking, what does the word meduvalas mean? My meduvalas, what is a sukkah meduvalas? Amar Rav, Rav says, sukkah ania. It's a poor sukkah. It's a shabby sukkah. Which means, if you look up at your schach, uh, it's quite sparse. You have no gaps in more than three tefachim. And we'll see soon that there's more shade than sun, but it's really nebuch. It's very open, it's very poor, there's not a lot of covering on top, but at the end of the day, as long as you have more shade than sun, you're fine. So therefore, don't, don't be more marked than you have to be. You have yourself a kosher sukkah, as long as it's enough there. That's Rav's opinion about Meduvalas. Shmuel Ambar, Shmuel says, what is the sukkah Meduvalas? Kana Ola, the Kana Yored. You have a beam up, and you have a beam down. Meaning, the schach of your sukkah is not all at the same height. Height. 
So for some reason, the sukkah is built in a way that you have schach going up and down. That is what a sukkah medivlalis is, according to Shmuel, is that some schach is up and some schach is down, not on the same level. And we'll discuss soon that they at least be close to each other, can they be far from each other. That will be a Gemara later on. But Machlok is Rav and Shmuel, what medivlalis is. Rav says it's a poor sukkah, I mean it's shabby. And Shmuel says it's a case where the height of the schach is not all the same, and it kind of alternates up and down between them. Says the Gemara Vaita, Rav Tani Chada. Rav in our Mishnah says one, which means, like I said to you before, he holds the case of Sikhamiduvelis and the case of having more shame than son is one case. And we'll spell it out in a second. Vishmuel Tani Tarti. And Shmuel, that says the case of the Mishnah is some schach up, some schach down, he teaches us that it's two, Tarti, that there's two separate cases. And now the Gemara is going to just spell out what I just said. Rav Tani Chada. Rav says it's one case, Sikhamiduvelis. A sukkah meduvlelis, my meduvlelis, what is meduvlelis? Middulelis. Middulelis is a play off the word middulelis. What does the word dal mean? The word dal means poor. Like we say in Tzichos, Kedalim Karashim de facto de la So middulelis is like the word middulelis, it's poor. And what is that mean? As long as it's more shade than San Kshera. He made it into one long statement. A poor sukkah is going to be kosher as long as there's more shade than sun. That's not two separate halachas, it's one halacha. That's how Rav understands the Mishnah. tani tarti. But Shmuel teaches us that it's two cases. My miduvlelis, what is miduvlelis? Midvulbelis. It's mixed up. Bilbul, as we know. Bilbul is mixed up, meaning some schach is up and some schach is down. Vitarti kitani, but we're learning two halachas. A sukkah where the schach is on different heights is kosher. And a separate case, and if there's more shade than sun, it's also going to be kshayra. Two separate statements. Okay. So again, Machlokes Rav and Shmuel, is our Mishnah telling us one thing, or is our Mishnah telling us two things? According to Rav, it's just one long statement. A sukkah that is very sparse, as long as there's more shade than sun, is going to be kosher. And Shmuel says it's two separate statements altogether. A sukkah whose schach is at different heights is kosher, and a sukkah that is more shade than sun is kosher. Those cases seemingly have nothing to do with each other, and the Mishnah is just, just like the Mishnah goes on to talk about a case of a sukkah that's schach is so thick. Okay, it's giving us a bullet point list of different halachas, but again, uh, that would be um, that particular halacha. Okay, so I'm going to read just another uh, a line or two, and then we're going to stop and then leave you some time for Chazara. Okay, so says the Gemara Vaita. Amar Abayi. Abayi says, Lo shanu ela she'ein bein so Abayi is talking within the opinion of Shmuel now, and we're imagining a sukkah where some of the schach is below and some of the schach is above. So Amr Abayi, We're not talking about where it's kosher, when the schach is on different levels, is only when there is not between the two levels, three tvachim. I mean, that which we say it is good is only if the two layers are within three talking of each other. Why three talking? Are you familiar with the concept that we're talking about over here? There's a concept called Lovud. Lovud is a concept in Hilchah Sukkah and in Hilchah's Erev and other areas of Halacha that when you have two items that are within three talking of each other, uh, you put on your Halacha glasses, you imagine as if they're closed and next to each other. And therefore, even though the Schach is two levels, if they're within three talking of each other, it's basically in the eyes of Halacha as if it's one level. 
and therefore we have no problem whatsoever. But once it's more than three tefachim and Bayi holds, well, now we really have no kosher sukkah. Meaning, assuming the lower layer alone was not enough schach, and you need the higher layer to make it schach, and then three, more than three tefachim apart from each other, so you don't have a kosher sukkah because they're not within the loved range of each other to make them imagine that they're part of one layer. Aval. If there is between this and that, between the two layers of sukkah, three tzvachim, psula, it would not be kosher. And I'm going to read one more line and we're going to go to this next time. Um, Correct, correct, exactly. I mean, if each one has enough on its own, then we don't need the other layer. But if we need the combination of. If each layer had enough, it doesn't matter how far apart they are. Correct, correct, yeah. They're not going to ruin each other. The question is, is that can they add up to each other to make a kosher sukkah? 100%. Exactly. And since we need to have them count as one unit, Abayi says they have to be within three tvachim of each other. Once they're more than three tvachim, we can't see them together. And since each one on its own is not kosher enough, we don't have ourselves a kosher sukkah. Rava's going to argue. Amar Rava. Even if there is between this layer and that layer three tvachim, nami lo amran. Oh, sorry, 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 I skipped the line. Amarava, afilu yesh bein zelaz shosh tvachim, nami. Second, sorry. Even if there is between this layer and that layer three tvachim, it's going to be good. More than three tvachim. However, lo amran elu she'ein begago tefach. Aval yesh begago tefach she'ra d'amin chavu rami. Let me read that more clearly. I got, I got it clear now. Amar Rava, afilu yesh bein zelaz shosh tvachim nami lo amran. That which we said that it's no good if it's more than three tvachim. We only said that elu she'ein begago tefach if the layer on top is not at least a tefach wide. I mean, that which we just said, if it's more than three tefachim, it's no good, because we can't combine them, is only if the higher layer is not going to be at least one tefach wide. The pieces of the upper layer. But if the gag, if the roof is at least a tefach wide, share it is going to be kosher. The amrina, because we're going to say, chavot rami, chavot rami means, basically, throw it down, which means imagine the higher layer goes down. We're going to stop here. I'll just tease you with what this means. Is Again, there's a concept in halacha, just like we have lovud, which is a halachic concept, even though our naked eye doesn't see that. There's another concept called chavot rami, which means you're allowed to imagine things that are higher are lower, but that only works if they're at least a tefach wide. So therefore, we're trying to combine the upper layer and the lower layer. If the upper layer's pieces are less than one tefach wide, we cannot imagine that they're down, and therefore they have to be within three tefachim, and then they are because I love it together. But if they're more than three tefachim wide, and they are more than one tefach wide, then there's a second way we can combine the two layers, by doing chavot rami, which is imagine the top is down. Just imagine it's down, and again, as long as the area with stock on top matches up to the gaps on the bottom, then you could add it up all together, and you have yourself a kosher layer. So it could be way more than three tefachim. It could be, we'll see if there's a limit to that, but it could be even way more. So again, there's two ways to combine the two layers, either by using lovud, then it's always able to combine them, or if it's more than three tefachim, you need to have that the pieces are one tefach wide, and then we can say chavot rami to lower them and imagine that they're together. The top. Yeah, we're, we're, we're not raising the bottom, we're pushing the top down. Exactly. Okay. Let's do the